You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers, no judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit, and you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 213, I believe. And um, I'm answering some more questions that I have received. Um, I had asked over on Instagram a while back and got a lot of great questions. So we have that in the spreadsheet. So I'm just going to go through some of those. I'm kind of running late on doing this. Not that you guys care when I recorded it, but um, if you can notice that maybe I sound a little funny, that's how it goes, right? You have a crazy week where you're not able to record the podcast early, like I've been trying to do. And then you have a horrible allergy attack, which does not mix well with a hysterectomy. But anyway, um, so before I go take some medicine that will make me significantly more incoherent, um, I thought I would get this recorded. And I love these questions. So I do appreciate those of you who send me questions. That is extremely helpful, especially on days like this where I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Anyway, these are some good questions. Okay, so one of the questions is, how can I get projects done, like spring garage clean out, etc., when it seems like I can barely keep up? Okay, I mean, this is the question for people like us, right? I mean, this was my question too. It was like, I constantly felt like I was behind, 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 behind. Make sure that you are actually doing the four daily habits every single actual day, okay? Um, I think what happened for me all the time is I would look at the overall daunting mess of not only is my kitchen a mess, but my garage is a mess, but my house is a mess and there's stuff everywhere and blah, blah. Number one is to focus on those four basic habits. The four basic habits, these are the ones that I personally, through trial and error, determined were the ones that if I will do these four things, my house is not a disaster. Perfect? No. Does it have anything to do with decluttering? No. But my house is not a disaster if I will do these four things. And they have such a bigger effect even just doing one of them has a much bigger effect than I ever, ever imagined. And they are. Do the dishes every day, okay? Even if that's all you do, do the dishes every day. The next one, as you start adding on another habit, you know, I recommend like seven days of trying this. Okay, this isn't really gonna make that big of an impact. I hear from people all the time who are like, I cannot believe the impact that doing the dishes every day has 
on my house. Like it, it shouldn't have that big of an impact. And yet it does. Okay. And that means not waiting until you have enough dishes to make it worth your time. Okay. Changing that mentality because that's also looking at life as how much time do I have instead of these are dishes and they have to be done every day. Do you know what I mean? So instead of waiting until the dishes are piled up, just do at the end of the day or whenever works into your actual life schedule, do the dishes. Because remember, dishes math is one day's worth of dishes takes 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. Two days worth of dishes takes an hour. It doesn't work like other kinds of math. Okay. It's not because there's all this shifting and moving and doing, you know, you can't put it all in one, um, can't fit it all in your drying rack if you're hand washing and you can't put it all in the dishwasher if you're using a dishwasher. So it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, the next one is uh, sweep your kitchen, which I know does not sound like that big of a deal or makes you think I'm not doing that. Don't, that's fine. If you want to skip to the next one, I don't care. It's your business, it's your house. But the point of sweeping every day is not about the crumbs. It's about purposefully looking at your kitchen as a whole and you know what is piling up and all that and keeping it from piling up. So the first day of doing that may take a while because you're dealing with this pile of stuff in the corner over here or whatever. But if you do that every day, it becomes like a you know two minute really quick task. The third one is the five minute pickup. Um, if you want to skip the sweeping and do the five minute pickup, great because five minute pickups are m- magical. And if you'll do the five like an actual five minutes, not tricking yourself into doing thirty minutes, but an actual five minute pickup, your house will start to change. You'll be shocked at the impact of just those five minutes. Like just test it, just see, and then check the bathrooms for clutter. Um, not even cleaning them every day, just trying to pick up the floor and the counters, straighten, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, So as I say that, the reason that this all goes together is those daily tasks get easier. Okay. I had no concept that cleaning my kitchen could only take 10 minutes. I thought cleaning my kitchen because I waited and didn't do it every day. I thought cleaning my kitchen was a big project. And it's actually not. And so this weird thing happens that I can tell you until I'm blue in the face, which will happen quicker today because I can't breathe as well. But I can tell you that it will free up time. But you're, I know you because I'm you and you're not going to believe me until you actually experience it. So even if your goal is to prove me wrong, go for it and do your dishes every day. And when you do that, you'll be shocked at the whole, oh my word, I don't feel the barely keep up thing anymore. And that's why I'm really big on starting with just the dishes. I don't tell you, do start today doing those four things. I tell you, start doing the dishes. Get the dishes under control. Just the dishes are going to make you feel like you have more time. Because that first day, when it does take you an hour or two hours to get them done, Okay, we all have the most energy on the first day of life changes, right? Okay, so go ahead and use that and then do them again the next day. And you're going to be like, oh, wow, I spent two hours on this yesterday and this just took 10 minutes. So, okay, I've now got free time or whatever to um, work on something else. I don't say that you have to go work on the other things, but work on some decluttering. Remember that my decluttering strategies are designed for you to be able to implement them in any amount of time that you have available. So if you have five minutes, start with step one of decluttering, which is trash. Okay, just start throwing away trash. That will have a visible impact 
and it'll make you more willing the next time to take five minutes. Because that was the problem. I would look around my entire house and I would think five minutes will not make a difference. And so I wouldn't spend five minutes working on it. Okay, because I thought, well, every time I try to declutter, I end up making a bigger mess. Well, you don't do that when you do my decluttering strategies. So um, I know that I'm kind of basing my answer on you guys understanding my decluttering strategies. I try to put little bits in here and there. But if this is the first podcast you've ever listened to, just know we don't make a bigger mess when we declutter. Like that's the whole entire concept around my strategies. And so there are podcasts that will explain that to you as well as my books. So so I guess what I'm saying is go ahead and start with those basic habits. Don't look at the house as a whole. Just start doing the dishes every day. Add on those other habits and you will be surprised how it will open up time. And then the spring garage clean out, like that little phrase right there, spring garage clean out. I mean, in my mind, all those letters are capitalized because it is a proper noun. It's a thing. It's a official big moment, big day. And instead, by freeing up time, by getting those basic daily things done and making them take a whole lot less time than they used to, and applying the declutter in whatever amount of time you have strategies that I use, then it frees me to go, okay, I may not have an entire day to devote to my garage, but I've got an extra 15 minutes of my life that exist because I was able to get the kitchen cleaned up in 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And so I'm going to take these 10 or 15 minutes extra of my life that I have, and I'm going to go out there to the garage and I'm just going to start throwing away trash. And I'm just going to look for easy stuff that has an established home somewhere else in the house, and I'm going to go put it there. And because I know I'm not going to um, you know, be making any piles or creating any keep boxes or anything like that, I know that I'm going to make progress and only progress no matter the amount of time that I have to spend out there. And when I know that, then all of a sudden, it frees me to just go out there for 15 minutes. And when I can see that visible difference in there, it makes me feel successful, which means it's on the top of my mind, which means that the next time I have another 15 minutes of, I wonder what I could get done. I'm like, oh, I made a lot of progress yesterday in there or last week in there or whatever. I'm going to go spend 15 more minutes and use these same strategies that mean progress and only progress. And then I start to make an impact. And perhaps, you know, I mean, it's not that you can't take a day. I mean, take a day. If you have a day, take a day, okay, to go out there and do that. Do whatever you want to do. As long as you're decluttering, life is good. I'm just going to say that this is one of those days where I'm so incredibly glad that I have somebody who edits these now because... She has a lot of water drinking and coughing to remove from this one. Thank you, Rachel. Let me tell you about our sponsor, Carbona. Carbona has been helping people live life unstained for more than a century. Carbona offers a wide range of cleaning and home care solutions that deliver impressive results from specific stain removers for specific stain types. Try to say that 10 times, specific stain types, to highly efficient products for your laundry, carpets, and washing machine. So our current situation right now in our family is that my family members are stepping up to handle their own laundry while I'm recovering from surgery. You know, I normally do laundry day. Well, anyway, I was so glad to have a box of Carbona's Color Grabber handy. 
That's one of their core products. So my daughter wanted to do a load of her clothes and was stressed because she was putting colors together that we normally wouldn't when I do laundry day. I told her, hey, use this. Use Carbona's Color Grabber because it's designed to prevent color runs and bleeds, which then keeps clothes looking new longer. So it's made from microfiber for better absorption of loose dyes in the wash. So you can wash mixed colored laundry loads with confidence. As everyone does their own laundry, which is how things work during the summer anyway, and the summer's coming up, it just makes me feel better knowing they can drop a color grabber in each load. Do you want to start living your life unstained? Shop Carbona.com with the code CLEAN for 20% off your order. Again, use the code CLEAN at Carbona.com for 20% off your order. Okay, how do I handle extended family who don't understand your decluttering efforts? Now, I know that these are questions people asked on Instagram. Grammar is not the number one thing on Instagram, but I'm going to kind of go at this from two different angles because the first way that I read it, which I don't think was the correct way, was how do I handle extended family who don't understand your decluttering efforts? And I read it as my Dana K. White's decluttering strategies. But I think because she used efforts that she actually means her own efforts. So I'm going to answer this two different directions because I know this is a real a real issue for a lot of people. What do you do when you want to declutter my way because you've identified with my extra distractible brain and it makes sense to you or you've decluttered some on your own and it feels successful and then someone is quote unquote helping you and says, oh no, that's not the way to do it. Because this is a real thing that happens, okay? The main thing Now, this is partly my personality, and I know not everybody's this way, but I'm like, "Mm, that's my house. And so a lot of times people don't talk to me that way because they're properly scared of me, which is something I enjoy, and I probably shouldn't enjoy it as much as I do. But here's kind of how I handle it is I'm like, "Mm, no, I'm doing it my way. Now, when I used to feel completely bewildered by organizing and decluttering, and someone would come help me, I would let them do it their way. Okay? So that's fine. So what I'm saying here is, go ahead and declutter. Start with the visible areas. You remember my rule for prioritizing decluttering projects is the visibility rule. The visibility rule is everything because it will inspire you. And the goal here is to inspire yourself because you're seeing the progress that you've made on a daily basis, which inspires you and gives you energy to keep going and making more progress. Okay, so that visibility rules everything for yourself, but it's also everything for people who are coming into your house, like your mama or your mother-in-law or your sister-in-law or whoever to go, and even if they don't say it, for them to actually see that it's a little bit better. Now, I know there's all kind of family dynamics here. I get that. Okay, totally get that. I get that there are family members who are never going to compliment you until it's perfect and it's never going to be perfect and blah, blah, blah. I get that. But go ahead, declutter without making a bigger mess in any amount of time that you have, starting with your most visible areas first. So that then if for some reason there is someone in here helping you declutter, then you can say that area there, do you see how much better it is? It's because I've been doing it this way. Blame it on this Dana K. White person. Okay. 
this podcaster that I listen to, Dana K. White, what she says has actually finally made sense for me. Compliment the person. People love compliments. Be as sincere as you can be. But, you know, say, you know, you are so naturally organized and your house is always so great. As you know, this is a struggle for me. And one of the things that she has taught me is that part of the struggle is that I was trying to do things in the way that naturally organized people do. And that doesn't work for me because I'm not naturally organized, you know, and then determined not to get your feelings hurt when they agree too heartily. But as they, you know, so compliment them and explain to them what they already know. Okay. I think a lot of times, and partly this is my personality, but I'm like, I'll just go ahead and say what I know you're thinking. Because once I say it, then it like diffuses the situation. Diffuses or diffuses, I don't even know. But, you know, if they're like, I are, (laughs) well, you know, I know the reason Dana's all messed up because of this. And I'm like, yeah, I already get that. Mm -hmm." Oh, you know, and it kind of cuts them off at that. You know, like, I already understand. I'm not naturally organized. I understand. This is a huge struggle for me. This is what's actually been working. Do you see how that's better? I know it's not perfect, but do you see how much better it is? The reason it's better is because I'm using these strategies. Let me tell you about another sponsor who is BetterHelp. Okay, so I love the relationships that form through this podcast. I love hearing from you guys how helpful it is for so many of you to know that you are not alone in this cleaning and organizing struggle. But the reality is that sometimes people need someone they can talk to about the related struggles like grief, anxiety, trauma, and depression. BetterHelp is online counseling that allows you to connect with a licensed professional counselor in a safe and private online environment so you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. If you know you need to look into getting counseling, but you're overwhelmed with how to even start, check out BetterHelp. They have 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states. If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, though I do want to be clear, this is not a crisis line. One big advantage, since I know I have readers all over the place, is that there's broad expertise in the network, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. A Slob Comes Clean listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code CLEAN. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash clean and simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. Now let's go with this with the, what she probably meant by the question. Which is, how do I handle extended family who don't understand your decluttering efforts? See, if she would have said strategies, it probably would have been the question I already answered. But because she said efforts, let's go with this. Meaning, how do I handle extended family who don't understand my decluttering efforts? Don't talk about it. Here's the thing is, I have family members who get it. And it's funny to me. I'm just going to say it because I don't think any of them listen to this. Or the ones who listen are the ones I'm going to talk nice about. Um, I'm not going to say anything rude, okay? Don't get upset. Don't get worked up. But the reality is the family members I have who are most understanding of this being a legitimate struggle are the ones who are most understanding of me getting rid of stuff and don't get their feelings hurt. The ones who are most critical 
and who don't want to consider this a legitimate struggle are the ones who I fear getting rid of something because it's going to hurt their feelings. I don't know if I should have said all that or not. But the ones I can talk to about this generally are the ones who are very understanding of me getting rid of stuff they gave me. They're also the ones who sometimes I worry because they're like, oh, I didn't think you'd want that because, you know, clutter. And I'm like, no, I really wanted it. Anyway, the ones who don't understand. Now, I have the luxury of maybe they're not at my house as much. And maybe that's not your situation. But I just do what I need to do. Because the problem is, it tends to be those same people who criticize the house, who are also like who criticize your house, who are also the same ones who don't want you getting rid of stuff you gave them. You know what I mean? And so the best way to deal with that, again, is just to state what they're already thinking, but in a better way, which is, I'm so sorry, you know, this is a struggle for me. And so I've had to be ruthless and get rid of things that even though I absolutely loved them, I've had to realize I can't handle as much stuff. You know what a struggle it is for me to keep my house under control. Again, don't be offended when they agree too heartily. And, you know, you know what a struggle it is. So I've had to get rid of things. It's been so hard. But ultimately, with less stuff in my house, I do so much better. So I've had to get rid of stuff I absolutely love. Okay. The other thing, too, is to remember that the tendency for people like me, which might be people like you as well, is to look at the overall mess, see that one thing that you know somebody's going to be devastated if you get rid of, even though you hate it. And focus on that one thing and think, I can't declutter because of that one thing. I hate it. It's going to really hurt so-and-so. If I donate it, what am I going to do? And so then you don't do anything. Start with the trash. Start with trash. Start with easy stuff. Start with the stuff that's non-emotional. Start with the stuff that nobody's going to care that you got rid of and get rid of that. And you might either go, okay, well, I actually don't hate that thing as much because I really just hated this cluttered area. And every time I looked at it, I saw that thing I don't like. Well, now that the area is not as cluttered, that thing doesn't bother me as much. So, you know, remember, don't let angst over one item keep you from going ahead and getting started because you can make a huge impact on your home by skipping the most difficult and emotion laden stuff that you have. I mean, skip that and go with the other stuff that doesn't have emotions attached to it or doesn't have interpersonal relationship issues attached to it. Start with the other stuff and you'll make a huge impact. Does that make sense? Okay, next question, which I think will be our last one. How do you best handle receiving gifts that you don't want in your home? Graciously, remember that a gift is a gift. It has its, it serves its purpose when one person gives it to the other. You know, I think I wrote in my first book, I don't remember, about my mom bringing plants for my kids and how it just about sent me over the edge. And it wasn't the plants. The plants were not the issue. The The issue was that I was so completely overwhelmed with stuff in my home. And because she didn't just bring the plants, she also brought a baker's rack, um, a small one, but a baker's rack to put them on. And she set it up in my house for me. And it made me want to cry. And I think I almost started to cry. And she was like, oh, my word, what's wrong with you? Um, In a very nice way, but still thought it and said it. Um, Because I was so over my clutter threshold already. Okay. 
So go ahead and declutter. And I think that now this is not everybody because there are people who are just minimalists and they don't want anybody giving them stuff. People probably know that about you. As I decluttered my stuff, two things happened. People would give me something and I go, okay, it doesn't overwhelm me for them to give it to me. Or I had decluttered my stuff. They had noticed my home was better. And therefore, you know, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say, oh, thanks, but I'm going to stick that right in the donate box. I didn't say that, but I may have done it. Thank you. And I stick it right in the donate box. Okay. After they leave, I don't do it in front of them. But then when they come in, if they happen to notice, where's that such and such that I gave you? Oh, I just didn't have a you know place for it. Oh, I loved it, but I didn't have a place for it. That was so sweet of you. But you know, I'm working really hard to only have the things in my house that I can really keep under control. And I just didn't have the space. Or, you know, is there a way that you could one in one out it? You know, sometimes that's the thing. If you're over your clutter threshold anyway, and you're feeling overwhelmed and someone gives you something, then, you know, remember that it comes down to the container concept always, meaning is there space for it in my home? And if they give it to you and you look at it and you go, I do love that. I just don't have space. Okay, what can I replace? What can I get rid of and keep that thing? Or if you bring it into your home and you go, I really don't have space for this and I am not willing to get rid of anything that I have for this, then that's your answer if someone is does ask you later on. You know, where is that? I loved it, but I didn't have room for it and there wasn't anything I was willing to get rid of in order to be able to keep it. So you're blaming the space. You're not blaming the emotions, whatever you can say. It was so nice. You don't have to say I loved it if you don't want to lie. But you can say that was such an awesome gift. I just, I feel so bad. And be honest, you know, I feel so bad because again, then there's not a lot people can say, you know, they will say it, but um, you know, I feel so bad. I just, I couldn't, I didn't have any room for it. And anyway, you know what I'm saying? Blame the space, not uh, that. And just remember it's your house. I mean, blame Dana K. White and blame the size of the container that's your house and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so I do have time for one more question. And this is a good one because it's technically spring now and it's about to be summer. So um, I might as well do this. What are your tasks for deep or spring cleaning on top of normal dusting, laundry, etc.? I have a series of posts. I mean, I don't know that it's a series, but just I have posts over on the blog about quick spring cleaning tasks. Again, it's that mentality of I need to set aside a day or a week for this. But when keeping up with your home is already a struggle, that can be very overwhelming. So what I tend to do is I've got a little bit of extra time. It's spring. What can I do? So one of the things is um, wash the shower curtains, you know, which my kids tend to, they'll wipe their toothpaste mouse, mouse. They wipe a toothpaste mouse, just kidding, toothpaste mouth on, um, I don't know. I probably shouldn't say that. But anyway, um, you know, wash the shower curtains. I do that more than just in the spring, but wash the curtains in my, uh, you know, different areas, the ones that are washable. I'll take them down. I'll send them through the wash and then I will hang them right back up because that's the kind of curtains they are to dry instead of feeling like I have to, you know, spread them out somewhere to dry because they can't go through the dryer or whatever. I'll just put them right back up there. And that is easy. One of the things I'll do too is like display stuff. 
I'll run an extra load in the dishwasher of anything that is a dis- like these little vases and things that I have um, in my house. If it's dishwasher safe, if it's glass and I can run it through the dishwasher, I'll do an extra load of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm really not the person to ask all this kind of deep cleaning, make sure you hit every little thing. Um, but, you know, I think there is something about spring that makes you notice things. I think it's the way the light comes in the windows and that kind of stuff. And it's a matter of get the daily stuff done first and focus. If, if you can't do anything, if you're completely overwhelmed, use that spring cleaning energy to get started on the four basic tasks and, you know, and get your dishes under control. But as you do that and it does free up time, then focus on one thing instead of pulling everything out and turning the house inside out. Um, some people can do that and that's great. My personality, that doesn't work very well for me because then I end up with everything pulled out and blah, you know, but take, if, if it's really important to you to, you know, dust your bookshelf, like maybe the rest of the year you dust around and on top of all the books, but you know, oh, I know there's dust back there. Okay. Do one shelf at a time. Do that one shelf, you know, pull everything off, dust it, put everything back and don't get it yourself into a situation like with decluttering where you end up with a bigger mess than you had before, because that is very discouraging for people like me. All right. Oh, yay. I need to tell you guys something. I um, wrote this in a post and I want you guys to know about it. But I um, actually, I appreciate those of you who um, purchased an ultimate bundle through my link. That's over now. So don't worry about it if you don't know what it is because you still get to benefit because I ended up in first place of all the affiliates. I can't believe it. Anyway, I had said like spur the moment that if I ended up in first place, I would offer uh, giving God the worst of me, which is um, the audiobook version of that, which is normally $12. You can get it free as a PDF anytime. Okay. So if you're listening to this past, um, you know, like May 15th of 2019, you can still read it for free as a PDF. But if you're listening to this in real time and you listen to the end, then you will know because you're my favorites that um, I am offering a download of the audiobook for free for this week. So anyway, 